Okay, we're connected now. Um, I am on with um, Alo Asimov, comedian, host, and uh, producer. And um, as well, uh, I should mention he's also a Concordia student, and he is producer for CUTV, Concordia University uh, Television, um, where he uh, produces shows. And the topic for today, this is episode five. We're going to talk about um, gender benders, cross-generational exchange on gender identification in society. Okay. Um, so, <clears throat> the... Thank you for uh, me. Sorry? Thank you for having me. Oh, oh, oh you're welcome. Thank you, thank you for... Um, for uh, coming on and uh, um, glad to have you um, as a guest on, on this uh, particularly interesting uh, podcast. Um, <clears throat> now, Allo is um, a very somewhat um, different um, person as far as uh, gender orientation goes. Uh, uh, I would consider him, you might say, as being gender ubiquitous. Um, I'll have a few questions uh, for you, Al, Al, no. Um First of all, how, how do you identify yourself on the gender uh, spectrum? Uh, so I identify as uh, not a man. Um, yeah. And more in line with a woman, like more trans-feminine. However, um, I'm non-binary, so not like I, I don't identify with the binary. I identify more as gender-neutral and uh, trans-feminine at the same time. So as a uh, sort of demi-girl, so to speak. Okay. It's more like so not like completely a woman, but definitely not a man. Okay. Okay. Well, for one thing. Um for sure is um, you don't have to limit your uh, wardrobe choices. <laughs> I definitely do not. Um, there's a lot of expression, gender expression I get to do uh, with my wardrobe. Uh, I can uh, wear uh, uh, pantsuits if I want. <laughs> I can wear dresses, skirts, um, Unisex clothing. Hmm. Uh, I I love it. Okay. All right. Yeah. <clears throat> um. Which um. You know, I myself is um. When I when I see a, a woman walk down the street, um, you know, I I uh, I think I, well, I wish I had that dress, but I, but you know, then again, I, I look pretty silly. <laughs> wearing the dress so um that wouldn't work i do have some um pink shirts um which uh when i go out um might give people the false impression that i'm marching for breast cancer um and um i do um well, i do have some unisex clothing and um some clothing at my uh my partner gave me it's like um, hand-me-down, so she's a few years older than me, so that's that's um, 
I mean, in a way that kind of makes sense. Uh, if you want to look that way. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, yeah, but I mean, I, I don't look at her that way. She's my partner. And uh, so anyway, kind of, it is a very subtle nuance there. Um, yeah. So, um, yeah. So she gives me clothes and if I give it back to her, the, the hand-me-down becomes a hand-me-back. Um, yeah. It's a hand-me-back. Yeah. <laughs> you know, rather than throwing it um, in the reject pile, we'll probably wind up there in the reject pile way, you know. Anyway. Um, uh, I also want to ask you um, about your family's um, reaction to when you uh, first uh, realized that you were uh, non-binary trans. Uh, they didn't. They didn't take it well. Um, like for one thing, I changed my name. So aloe is the name I chose. It's kind of like aloe vera, you know. And, uh, oh, I make fun yeah. Of it yeah. In my act, but it's just like you know, it's a plant that heals itself for all like the burns and bruises I'm gonna get while I'm out coming out. Like I'm gonna like self gel myself to heal with all those little cuts. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, like I chose the name Aloe because uh, it's a very neutral name. Uh, yeah. They don't really uh, take it. Uh, yeah. That makes for makes for a very good stage name, though. I find. Yeah, that's yeah three letters. Yeah. You know, couldn't you know it's good yeah. editing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I use uh, they them pronouns. Uh, I don't go by he, but uh, I, I use they them. And um, they yeah. they really didn't pick up well on that. And I just find like um, they you know they care, but they're kind of overprotective and a bit selfish. And they're kind of worried, you know, mm. what others will think. And they're trying to yeah. protect me from yeah. that. But it's really like they're not ready to deal with it. And it's just kind of <sighs> there's no like good joke. Is there a joke when you want to be like, oh, it's sad. It's just sad. Like, I wish, like, my mom didn't flip-flop between being like, I accept you, um, hide your bras. And uh, speaking of wardrobes, like, yeah. I have to hide my wardrobe for my mom. Otherwise, I wouldn't have one. She would just throw it out. Um, yeah. Yeah. And uh, my dad just, uh, you know, he doesn't really acknowledge it unless he thinks it affects him. Yeah. Well, you could have said, like, said well, well, dad, I mean... What's worse, I could have joined the Jehovah's Witnesses. Yeah, like, I know, I mean, I wouldn't be Jewish anymore. Like, I yeah, yeah. I mean, I, maybe that would be um, <laughs> worse, uh, like a worse um, tragic shock than yeah. this. And, and, and they would um, be more ashamed of <laughs> You know, James I mean, they're, I like the ropes, you know. <laughs> So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like. Um, yeah. Um, I, you know, I like the robes. Yeah, it's very <laughs> unisex robes. Yeah. yeah, I get, I get where you're going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What's a robe? It's, it's, it's like a long dress. You know, it's great. <laughs> yeah. But it's, yeah. it's comfy. Yeah. It's the, yeah. Uh, the arms, arms for days, just really big arms. Yeah. But, yeah. Oh, God, because God, if you're going, <laughs> yeah, because if you're going to door to door with packets of literature, at least you want to feel comfortable when you're doing it. You know? <laughs> I mean, 
I'm not a Jehovah's Witness, so I wouldn't really know. But um, well, that's a, a kind of kind of dig on their uh, <laughs> on, uh, on that whole um, sect. <laughs> um, I suppose I would just say like I'm I was with you when you said comfortable robes. You had yeah. me at comfortable robes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's um, yeah, that's it. Um, yeah, uh, I myself, um, I don't know. I've been thinking about my gender orientation, and I haven't. I, I mean, I'm in a non-sexual, asexual relationship right now with my partner, and wondering if um, maybe I am asexual, um, according to the definition I uh, I read on the internet. Um, I've been there. I've had those thoughts. Yeah. You know, I just don't... um, Maybe it's a factor of my age or something. something, Maybe something hormonal. I don't know. Uh, I just... Me, myself, my gender orientation, I'm just... I feel more neutral. I feel more neutral than typical masculine... You know, masculine uh, uh, guy. Um, Yeah. You know, and I joke around... Like, I mean, in tongue-in-cheek, I'll tell people uh, around my age, I said, well, uh, I um, I retired from sex years ago. <laughs> oh, <know>? no. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> it was a big <laughs> retirement? Yeah, yeah. I didn't get a gold watch, but, you know, <laughs> I mean, I just, I sort of um, gave it up, you know. And, and, you know, and the reaction would be like, look at me almost like in shock and says, me, no, 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 never. <laughs> and, and, and so uh, <laughs> I'm wondering, uh, you know, there should be a community for asexuals. We'll just get around and not just get together and uh, not have sex with each other. Uh, yeah, but, you know, those exist. Those already hmm? exist. Yeah. So. yeah. So, yeah. um, I, I, I feel like, like, uh, you know, there's all kinds of relationships, there's straight relationships that are asexual, there's straight relationships that are not, there's gay relationships that are asexual, there's gay relationships that are not, there's just queer relationships, there's just all kinds of relationships. I've been, like, looking back at a lot of stuff, and, like, I think, like, I'm somewhere on the sexual spectrum like but i think i'm more closer to like like between asexual and sexual i feel like i'm demisexual which is like partially sexual like i need there to be like an emotional connection and even then like Mm -hmm. i i just i just realized over the years i didn't really um, enjoy sex uh because it was always like yeah i was trying to please other people yeah Yeah. um now i'm trying to like i I also like i'll go look up definitions and i'm like well in theory i should i just think it's like really hard to feel like comfortable with someone and to yeah so it's like it's a touchy subject you know it's not easy to figure this out like there's a lot of questions i think it it's also a question of energy like you know, physical energy, spiritual energy, um, that certainly it's not in your energy to be that way, and uh, it's not a part of you, all right? 
Um, and I myself, I've been ED on and off for many years, even since I was quite young. Um, and uh, what I found was uh, more recently in a relationship with a woman who who was um, obsessed with uh, doing it, having, having sexual relationships, and I was having problems and took uh, every um, uh, erectile dysfunction drug on the market. <laughs> and uh, it was like I was pumping up my system with this almost, you know, and then when doctors suggest that I, you know, almost practically overdose on it to try, <laughs> try it if it works, and I just, no, I just, I just couldn't do it, and she got kind of disappointed and pissed off at me, and it became it became a problem. I I, I didn't I felt like under pressure to have sex. I mean, I'm a I'm a I'm a man, yeah. and I feel under pressure by women to have sex. Usually, it's the other way around, you know. Yeah, I get my version of that. <laughs> yeah. continue like. Yeah, my partner, um, who uh, just got out of uh, a 39-year marriage um, with uh, somebody who uh, was uh, very sexually obsessed, but had had later on had sexual problems. Uh, and she, after, she, well, she kind of, she was, she never dated. I mean, and. and, and I mean, well, she did since she was like a young teenager, but she got married very young, and for so many years, it was, she was just married to the one man. And um, so she going out to the single scene was like, I mean, you know, the meat market was was um, kind of this um, cesspool of, of, of uh, very weird, bizarre people, and. Um, so, well, after we met, there was a very strong physical sexual attraction, and uh, uh, you know, but she she always um, appreciated the fact that um, she was never under pressure to perform sexually. I didn't, I didn't, and I didn't want to to. I couldn't pressure her, and I appreciate her just just like that without it, and uh, and that I wasn't. In a relationship whereby I would be under pressure and, and, and kind of pressure sexually, that there was no, there's no sexual tension between us at all. It's, it's a very, it's a, it's a very mature kind of spiritual relation connection we have. Well, that's, it's a spiritual relationship. Yeah. Well, that's great. Like uh, I think the worst thing is to feel pressured by anyone. Yeah. To have sex. Yeah, that's, like, true. that's bad for people of any gender. Like um, I was in a relationship that was like at one point all it was was sex and I was not happy I felt like for someone who needs an emotional connection I felt like I was starving you know I felt like uh, yeah. I couldn't I couldn't I, I, I like like I just felt like this is not what I it wasn't spiritual it wasn't yeah. emotional it yeah. was just sex and like it, it felt like there wasn't connection connecting happening yeah. And, um, that, like, really, you know, turned me off, like, in general, but, like, it also, like, helped me understand, like, why did I feel there was sexual tension before? I was just, like, I felt, like, very, this pressure or to perform at the beginning, 
or like I, I don't know I, I, there, I had relationships where I just kind of it just kind of started out sexual and like that's not necessarily what I wanted but like it just it just kind of moved quickly and I wasn't very good at like asking for it to go slower and I'm really trying to do that now yeah yeah. So the relationships you've had in the past um, were with people just like you, with the same orientation as you, I suppose. Well, I've been with people who are like, because like I wasn't completely out of the closet. So like I've been with people who are bisexual. I've been with people who are gay. I've, I've been with people who are uh, gender non-conforming. Mm. Uh, but like at different points of my life. There was one point where I was not out of the closet. There's another point where I was out of the closet, only my sexuality. There's another point where um, my partner knew that I was non-binary. Like they had an idea because I had a sibling who was trans. Yeah. But like they, they, it was hard for them to accept, and like that led to problems. Like I had to like really perform and pretend to be a man. Like for many reasons, like I, I grew a beard, which a lot of people oh. do at oh. some point because like they're trying to like be yeah. overly masculine. But it's like it's like a grief beard. It's like a it's like a fake thing yeah. you do yeah. to try and pretend to be masculine, and yeah. like, it just felt like a costume. Um, well, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I looked, I looked like I had a resting rabbi face, you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. An arrest, you're an arrested rabbi, you know. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. Now, now I look like a, now I look like I'm, I'm one of the kids going to prayer because I now have a baby face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, it's, it's just, yeah, just that, um, that kind of look, that bit, uh, you know, and, and it's really interesting. Uh, and, and sometimes weird how people judge on appearances, judge you like uh, pigeonhole you just on appearances, you know. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, I've heard of, um, and I understand um, LGBT, but I'm not um, certain what the uh, Q signifies at the end of it. Oh, it, uh, it's a queer. It, yeah, queer, okay. Um, two, yeah. and then it's queer and questioning sometimes. Queer and questioning. Well, queer, and then if there's another Q, it could be questioning. Q, Q. Oh, Q, Q, queer, questioning. That's okay. less often, but, you know, like, sometimes, like, it's just a really big acronym uh, for, a, for multiple communities, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, we have, um, especially in the past 10 or 20 years, uh, there's been a lot of opening up about uh, gender orientations and uh, sexuality. Um, and we do, we have the designations such as LGBTQ, LGBTQ+, or plus plus, and uh, LGBTQ um, SIA. Yeah. Um, which what, like, what you attribute um, the, the meaning of that? 
USIA. Yeah. Uh, two spirits, intersex and asexual.、Um, yeah. For two spirit, it's First Nation and Indigenous communities. This was a term coined in the '90s. For you know, it's been around before, like even anyone was in Kanegahake. Kanegahake. Anyone was like even in this country, this land.、Uh, like when it was just the First Nation and Indigenous people. You know, there was different uh, uh, ways that people either like. I'm not First Nation or Indigenous, but it's just different、uh, gender identities, and not every you know nation uses that. But、uh, for some, it helps. Like it's an umbrella term, basically, for all these different gender identities for First Nation and Indigenous people. Yeah. As much as I've been taught. Yeah. Yeah.、Uh, and、uh, when I was younger, I, I encountered some a lot of rigidity in terms of gender roles. Like, a, like, you know, like a man is supposed to be like this, supposed to be macho. The man is always he has to get the woman. He has to be he's like he's the hunter, the conqueror, whatever. And、um, if you don't fit into that norm, you're not a man. And even once I was called、um, on my answering machine a woman for not、um, hitting on a bartender who happened to be young in her twenties and、uh, quite attractive. But、uh, he, he, this guy I was with, a friend of a friend, it, it was all he wanted me to prove my manhood by picking her up in the bar, type of, you know, scoring with her, you know. That's such a bad insult, calling you a woman, because you know there are women who hit on、yeah. women. They're called、yeah. lesbians, you know. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't make any sense, like what that、yeah. person is saying to you. Yeah, and I'm very pro-lesbian, you know, because I, I believe that you know women should hook up with other women as often as possible, you know, <laughs> and. Uh, And、um, right. they can they、um, can date whoever they want, whether lesbian, bisexual,、uh, um, trisexual, polyamorous. You know, you know. Sometimes、right. I think it's the men who should be locked up in cages and just let out when, whenever they find a use for us. <laughs> I mean, I I don't know. I feel like that's too restricting. Like I think you know, men have it hard enough. You know, having to. <laughs> Be macho or ma- yeah, like, yeah. living up to all these awfully restricting、uh, gender stereotypes and roles. Like, I think men are、yeah. already in a cage of those roles, and they have to be like,、oh, yes, yeah, psychological, yeah, yeah. But yeah. this,、um, I heard the statistic once that eighty-five percent of men are dangerous to women, which is somewhat astounding when you think about it. You know.、Yeah, I Yeah, that's that yeah. is astounding. Did it say、yeah. in what way? In terms of um, um, uh, sexual assault, mainly sexual harassment,、oh, sexual、God. assault.、Uh, yeah, yeah. Eighty-five percent. Yeah. Like, yeah. but you mean of like of the people that assault, eighty-five percent. Eighty percent of the male population. So, so always according to that, eighty-five percent of the male population, or eighty-five percent of people that assault people are men. Because, like, I feel like those would be two different things. 
Um, no, what I heard straight up was 85% of men are dangerous to women. In terms of sexual assault? In terms of, yeah, in terms of violence. Well, not just, well, I mean, violence in general uh, okay. and uh, sexual assault. Yeah. Okay, so violence and sexual assault. Yeah, yeah. Like it, 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 rape, but it doesn't just only have to be rape, but I mean, in terms of um, violent behavior towards women. Well, there's many kinds of violent behavior. There's like sexist comments, there's sexist behavior. Yeah. Yeah. There's, yeah, like if you if you look at all sexism, then like that makes a lot of sense because like there's so there's so much of it that like I, I'm learning that even like cis women don't talk to cis women about it. yeah because like yeah. they're afraid they'll be judged by other cis women yeah 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 and um you know which um i could really relate to because uh i i live with someone i was in a relationship with someone who was for a woman she was very strong and very aggressive i mean i and i took martial arts i, I learned aikido and jiu-jitsu and all that and you know, i know some of the moves but she pulled martial arts moves on me you know uh you know like being um, aggressive towards me, twisting her, my, um, uh, my arm around behind my back in a heated argument and uh, threatening violence. She, she was violent towards me. I was, I was, you know, what they call the victim of conjugal violence there for a while. I'm and really uh, she was, yeah, so I, so, and this doesn't often happen with men, but it does happen with men that women will be, um, violent against uh, male partners you know that they live with it like in relationships and conjugal relationships but it's not it's more common that women are um, aggressed and assaulted and victims of, of violence and yeah, of uh, but it's yeah. hard for men to speak up when it happens because there's judgment yeah. from other men like it that's the thing that's you know that's the thing the things and the law is there to protect in favor of the woman to protect the woman more than the man you see this is another thing i discovered that um you know the woman's it's like the woman's word is is credible it's law if a woman claims to be uh, assaulted or uh, aggressed by by a man then uh, it's it's taken pretty seriously um, by uh, police enforcement, by, by the authorities. Um, I, you know, and, that's uh, what we hope. There's a lot of cases where it's not taken seriously. Yeah, and yeah but, I, but I found it was, what in my personal experience, that it was kind of leaning towards um, the, the, the word of the woman, that she, they're like the special kind of uh, you could say dispensation to protect the woman against the man because supposedly you know they're the weaker sex supposedly but no I mean they never met I mean they never met this this woman so this she was you know from Iran and um, so English wasn't very good she always uh, she was paranoid schizophrenic and she always accused me of uh, cheating on her 
and uh, tried to take out a contract on me, but her English wasn't good enough to read the fine print. <laughs> So, sorry. Um, I just like when we talk about assault, like we're talking about physical assault because when I'm, because like yeah, I, I feel like it's a little separate when we talk about different. She, she like, was strong and she was she was very aggressive. She was strong and she was like dangerous, potentially dangerous, like re- re- really dangerous, really potential dangerous and like very. Um, very aggressive against people. Right, and they... I, I can't compare this to sexual assault reportings and, like, the importance of believing survivors yeah. of sexual assault, but I want to focus on believing men who are physically assaulted. Yeah. Uh, like, I I can't... Like, I haven't... I, I've been... I won't say which gender, but, like, I've been punched in relationships uh it's, it's both genders i've been punched in relationships yeah and i've been slapped in others and um you know people just kind of listen and they're like okay you know they don't really or they do listen and then they feel really bad you know like for the punching one um and it's like it was an isolate like you're talking about abuse it's repeated it's abuse i'm sorry but that's what it is when in my case it was like a one-off thing and then they didn't do it again you know so it just was like yeah 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 but for her was that pattern of paranoia aggression and um and abuse so i have the live experience. I understand what it's like to be in an abusive relationship, you know, and having nowhere else to go, and um, you know, really being confused because this is the, someone in your relationship with someone who's supposed to care about you. You care about them, and uh, you know, it, it could get to uh, a breaking point. That the, the last uh, breaking point was when she punched me in the face. And I had two black eyes, and um, which was uh, quite noticeable to the people I work with, all workers, who <clears throat> thankfully they <clears throat> um, rallied um, in my favor to to support me to get me uh, away from her. Um, and until it wasn't until then I realized how how, how much of a, a sick person she was to have to resort to violence and be abusive like that. Yeah, I'm so sorry that yeah. you went through that. No, I mean, it's good. I mean, I'm saying it's a good thing for me in my growth and development for me, for my personal path and uh, persona that I had that experience. I can use it in, in, like, in terms of uh, having empathy and compassion. That, um, yeah, you don't have I, to think yeah. you know what it's like. Yeah, because I, you know, because I really had the experience. I really know what I'm talking about. That abusive relationships is not easy to get out of, and sometimes it it reaches a very high point of uh, physical abuse and and injury. And in some cases, uh, with women, it's it's too late, which uh, you know, tragic conclusion. 
Um, so I really detest, personally detest violence against women or violence against anyone or violence and bashing against gays or LGBT, LGBTQ people, which I am, I think it's just re reprehensible that regardless of person's identification, of their uh, orientation, it's still a person who um, deserves respect. And no one has any right to uh, assault and be violent against, against anyone, no matter what, no matter who they are. You're right. Um, um, there's no reason for it. Um, given your experiences, you, you know just how destructive yeah. and the impact that violence can have. Yeah, and, yeah, and just, but also, yeah, just, just the attitude of men towards trans females, you know, it's kind of like they, they really have a problem with it, straight up. They have a problem with it. It's like, you know, you, you, you're, you're hitting for the other team now. You switch, you know, you're, you're uh, playing for the other team now. You switch sides. You're like, you, you, you betray the, the, the male race or something, you know? And they really, they really, um, they really take it on the chin for that. They really, and they really, they're this very prejudicial and uh, very ignorant, foolish attitudes towards that. Uh, I know of, um, one uh, <clears throat> woman who was trans was was male tra and trans to uh, female, and um, she was living with her son with this man who um, was he had some he was in a bad fight years ago he had some some kind some kind of neurological damage himself and he was but he was like you know stuck in this mold that. He, 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 he detested her, he, he just despised her, he loved her, and uh, drove her to the point where um, she had to move out of there. And after she, she moved, um, finally moved with um, friends, she, he posts a, like a, a kind of poster in, in the window of the building where the apartment was. Um, saying, I don't exactly remember what it said, but it's exactly like saying something to the fact that, oh, Sarah's gone now. You know, like this apartment building is safe from, from trannies or, or transgender people, something of that effect. But something like really insulting and very stupid and ignorant, you know? Uh, Terrible to be driven out of a place because of someone else's prejudice. Um, just the word "tranny" is a slur. It's like that's just—it's a hard—it's a hard one to hear. Um, yeah. And there's no betrayal, right, of the male gender. If someone's a woman, because women, cis or trans, are women. Uh, you know, they were always women. And uh, they were assigned a sex, not a gender identity at birth. They were assigned male. Uh, and then they're like, this doesn't, like, I identify as trans. I don't identify 
with the as male, you know, I was assigned male at birth, I'm not, um, I'm uh, part a trans woman and part uh, a gender neutral person at the same time, and, like, I'm not, uh, it's just, it's really hard, like, I don't, I don't really, it doesn't really make sense to me how um, people think, like, I get society, like, there's, like, society is very binary and it's very like you're a man or you're a woman and then it's like especially western society and it's very much like um, if you're not acting like how we tell you to act in this very specific way then it's seen as a betrayal and then that makes you vulnerable and like pretty you know ripe for bullying and like it's uh i i feel like that's a very incorrect line of thought but I understand that's how people are thinking in this prejudiced way leading to this so I I think it's very hard to talk about like social rejection especially yeah. when you're like you know close to a trans woman like me like it's very hard being like trans feminine being like well I have to like be myself and deal with other people's reactions. You know, it's it takes a lot of energy. Like, yeah. They, they had like an energy bar called like Trans Bar. You know, like just you could just take it. And you, now I have all the energy I need to deal with transphobia. You know, <laughs> that would be great if I could just have like an energy snack bar in the morning. You know, just all my energy needs met. Or else, all the energy you need to. to to deal with um, other people's um, ignorance. <laughs> oh yeah, I would love that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm energized now, you know. Don't don't uh, just uh, you know stay away. I'm energized now, you know. <laughs> yeah, it comes with all the mm. non-binary proteins and vitamins you need. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Transbar. <laughs> yeah. 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 I would yeah. love one. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, there's also um, I mean, one particular incident when I was uh, in my 30s. I was in my late 30s, and there was one um, strip bar I used to frequent in Laval. Mm-hmm. And um, I was, um, I met one of, this, one of the dancers um, there, because uh, I was going there for quite a while, and uh, repeatedly I, I had um, she gave me lap dances and we so we got to know each other and uh, like uh, we liked each other there was an attraction we, we liked each other and we were like even like old like affectionate towards one another more than what you expect two people in that kind of having that kind of uh, interaction or relationship um, so one time I was just sitting at the table having a beer, and this guy sits next to me. He says, "You know that uh, Renee, she's uh, transgender. She used to be a man." They said, "And you, you know, this is." Uh, so he was kind of like mocking or taunting me for for being with her alone uh, in that capacity. That that she because she was she used to be a man. You know, she's transgender. I said, "I thought uh, my attitude was, oh, I don't care. She's, she's a woman now." It's like, you know, like, you know, my response was, I don't remember what I said, my response was, uh, 
Okay, so what? I didn't give it much energy. I didn't give it much fuel or energy. Right. You know, my thought was, well, okay, I don't care what she was before. She's a, she's a woman now. As, as some someone who, um, as you know, as a person, a woman. Right. Of a, yeah. Yeah. She changed genders, changed sexes. So. Yeah, had a surgery to physically. It bothers a lot of men. It bothers a lot of men. This that that whole. The whole thing, and, and I said, "Well, you know, great. I mean, it, it's who she is now. It doesn't doesn't bother me that she, she she's transgender, right? Um, that it, um, you know, it doesn't it, it doesn't change anything for me. You know, it's like, and it's kind of like sort of like uh, like people who are racist. You know, and just." It's the same kind of attitude, you know. What are you doing with this person? What are you doing with that person? They're, they have these very narrow-minded, uh, ignorant kind of attitudes, you know. Yeah, it's it's very narrow-minded to be. Uh, she used to be man, you know. She just had a surgery, and it's it's very. Yeah. I, it bothers me because there's like a lot of people who are attracted to trans people, whether or not they have the surgery. <laughs> In general, but like it's in general the way people talk. I, I think you made a great point. It's very similar. It's discrimination. It's the same way that racism is discrimination. Like people yeah. trying to like affect who you hang out with. It's like you're yeah. in school and someone's like, "Ugh, why are you sitting at their table?" You know, it's yeah. like, "Why do yeah. you care where I sit?" You know, <laughs> who asked yeah. you? Yeah. I choose to sit like you sit wherever you want. I don't know. Like you know, it sounds yeah. almost segregated. You know, you know, and so, and the guy is like, I get blowback because this guy has has these kinds of attitudes. Like, who cares? What difference does it make? I mean, oh, so she was a man before. Yeah, I mean, like, you know, you were intelligent before you came out with that comment to me. You know, right? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, just yeah. playing off what he said. Yeah, I got it. Yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah, yeah. And, and people like that, you just feel like saying, you know, you better cover up because your ignorance is showing. You know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, Good expression. Pretty, pretty much these, um, it's just these attitudes and uh, uh, behaviors that. Uh, at times are um, it's very obnoxious and uh, could get dangerous at times with uh, violence against uh, e- even transvestites uh, let alone transsexuals tra- transvestites who um, an older term uh, like, yeah yeah who who have, uh, and this was a, like a common thing during the 70s you know Transvestites, transvestites. I, you know, I went to um, the um, the club on Saint Laurent, Saint Laurent Street. Um, the um, what's it called now? Um, that bar. It's it's like like a burlesque kind of bar. But at the times, the time when I went to it, like in the 70s and 80s, it was. Uh, what part is uh, a strip bar on on Saint Laurent Boulevard near Saint Catherine. Oh, that's uh, Cafe Cleo. Yeah, Cafe Cleo, right? 
and um, they have a lot of good sh- comedy shows upstairs. <laughs> yeah, well, it used to be uh, upstairs. We used to be a hangout for um, transsexuals or transvestites, and uh, I think it's, I remember, it's just transgender now. But yeah, that's the terms yeah. back then. It's yeah, and they would have shows. They they would put out because they would be like queens, you know, and they would put on these um, these shows. Right. And um, you know, I mean, they look great, you know, and uh, it wasn't. It was not that easy to like, easily be fooled that that this was a woman when it's really a man posing as a woman and a friend of mine. But so, we're talking about drag queens now. Now we're talking about drag. Yeah. Yeah, drag queens. Yeah. Um, so a friend of mine actually, he he um, he met this woman and he started getting uh, intimate with her, and he was uh, they were kissing. Right. So um, you know, so when we were leaving the club, he wasn't sure if he had kissed like an actual woman or someone who was uh, like a drag queen posing as a woman so he thought he was so anxious and troubled that he, he thought it was he thought it was gay and he was spitting on the sidewalk because I thought it was gay I mean that's how much of a stigma it was it's just a kiss you know kissing someone's not gonna make you gay you either are or you aren't the kiss doesn't really yeah, yeah, but I mean, he thought he was, you know, in his mind, he thought he wasn't sure, but he thought that off chance that she was not really a woman, that she was, he was really attracted to to men, and um, and he let's say he, was, so, um, he couldn't handle that because yeah, yeah. So that, that's I was in 1981. That's how much of a, a stigma and a taboo it was to. Um, be uh, gay, yeah. right? Uh, and uh, so I mean, I said, so I said, Shlomo, no, 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 it's, it's, no, no, no. It was a woman. It's a woman. It was a man. So it's a, you know, what, what are you, what are you so uh, tight about? You know, he says, you know, that doesn't doesn't the fact that she 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 let you touch her breast, you felt it was like a like a breast, it was a real breast, doesn't that give you, you know, some indication of a, a, a true uh, gender, you know? Um, so oh my goodness, you had to console him. <laughs> so I had to, yeah, yeah. He he was like so anxious. I had to like like you know almost like you're talking. You're talking down somebody from an emotional ledge, you know. Right, but like, what's the and, what's the actual threat here? There's no actual threat. Like, it, it doesn't sound like he's gonna come out anytime soon, you know. Like, it became ambiguous as to his own sexual orientation, and like, he didn't want to be gay. That's the thing, and he didn't want, you know, he couldn't accept himself as as even having any gay tendencies or being gay. See, that's you know? what bothers you to me. Be... You couldn't handle even having gay tendencies. Yeah. That's, no, that's so much no, stigma. You to be that's a lot of stigma. Fully of... male, heterosexual, and, you know, a guy who who will only uh, be attracted to women, only have sexual relationships with women, not men, and, uh, 
and uh, <laughs> that's the way it was. But there was also a lot of insecurities in that time about you know losing your virginity not late, not losing your virginity at an earlier age. And if you're like 21, still a virgin, there was a sense of you felt a sense of inadequacy. Right, but this is all uh, tight male gender role boxes. You know, these are all right. You're not a man yeah. enough if you don't do this and this and this. Meanwhile, it's like, well, shouldn't the woman enjoy sex? Uh, don't you think if you were gay, you know, it would be a clearly someone would be forthright with you and you would just be they would actually tell you you know what i mean like all these like it, it's literally a kiss you know what i mean like i feel like you had to do way too much work yeah for just a yeah. kiss I don't know. yeah yeah i think this is this is the generation I, i'm telling you so you understand you get a sense of this is the generation i grew up in like this yeah. you know baby boomer generation as a and a lot of guys who um were gay but um like took a long time a very long time to come out of the closet uh you know would pretend to be would like act as though they were just were heterosexual some of them had wives and maybe they were bisexual and uh i was hit on a couple of times by Uh, gay or bisexual men and uh, you know everyone's proposition of all places I was in Phoenix, Arizona walking down the street back to my car and uh, these guys come up in a pickup truck and try to pick me up right off the street wait, wait, wait. people you know? tried to literally pick you up in a pickup truck yeah, <laughs> yeah this guy came by in a pickup truck and um, he um <clears throat> You know, he, he started um, uh, like approaching me, you know, like, hey, you, blah, blah, blah. And then he wanted to try to, to pick me up off the street. So, <laughs> you know. That's and, uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> don't, don't see that every day. It was, uh, <laughs> um, and um, <laughs> I guess. On some level, maybe I had that kind of energy of um, not being so like macho. Uh, I don't think it has anything. Masculine. You can't really uh, tell if someone's gay or straight. You yeah. know what I mean? No, no, no. Like, but but what I mean is, <laughs> like on a subtle level, like, and all these things, like, why do they do that? But I mean, and it's often hard, hard to understand. Of course. But on a very subtle level, they pick up on other people's energies that tells them well it's safe to do this it's all right to you know approach this person or or try to yeah know, but that doesn't mean you were approachable it doesn't mean you gave off any yeah like yeah. it's not a vibe unless like i don't know unless someone's literally accepted their sexuality is open about it you You know, they, there's this whole thing about gaydar. I don't really believe in it. <laughs> I, I don't think anyone could read anyone's mind. You know what I mean? There's like stereotypes. And even then you, you're guessing. You just have to ask someone. You, you don't really know. No, no. no but I mean, it's not even a question of like 
like how do you say like gaydar i mean it's just like in general me uh they felt that me as a person they're thinking well maybe he is you know and um that they felt safe to to do that without without me um taking uh, some kind of action yeah without you <laughs> their ass yeah and like it sounds like it was very scary to be openly gay back then and uh there was a lot of brave people who were and uh yeah and that was around the mid-1990s by the way i had i've been hit on a couple of other times too by uh, homosexual men throughout i would say three other times also you've been hit on more than i have (laughs) do you want to try to make me jealous here (laughs) Oh, it's what? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> uh, <coughs> so you know, um, but I mean, I um, it's it's like for, for, for me, I, I don't like like me, you know, unlike a lot of men, I, I don't have anything to prove. I don't have any wild oats I want to sow. I don't have to be uh, like scoring all the time and, you know, uh, to uh, reaffirm my masculinity, my manhood. And, and That's good. Con- that sounds like you're very you confident know. in your masculinity then. I think masculinity yeah. is toxic when it's like trying to yeah. score points. But also recognizing also that I have a, like a very uh, feminine nurturing side, right. which uh, is it's not that common, but it does occur, um, and um, I can accept it, you know, within me. I can, I can, you know, I can, you know, like I, I can accept that. Well, that's and, great. And that, that you yeah. can accept that because. Um, yeah. It's 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 weird. We feel like you know we gotta be purely masculine or purely feminine, and that's and that's it. And meanwhile, there's a bunch of people who are men who have a feminine side, and there's a bunch of women who have a masculine side. And then there's yeah. people who are yeah. seen one way but are really like me, just feminine and neutral. Or there's people who are just neutral. Some people are you know neither they're like a a gender you know um yeah I, i don't know i went on a tangent there but like it's very hard to accept like for me it was very hard to accept that i'm almost all i'm like almost all feminine or nothing yeah. i'm not i don't have a masculine yeah. side i just i i've been try i've been yeah. trying to be like i'm so masculine look at me and then i'm like Ugh, this is not me at all yeah yeah and especially the younger like the younger people um of the the males the guys um are um they're more open and willing to to um not be so rigid about sexuality come out of the closet and accept Who, who they really are that you know if if they know well I'm not male I'm really was supposed to be female and, it, and this is you know this this is the thing I was once I was once at a 
this New Year's Eve party where um, after it struck midnight and everybody was wishing each other Happy New Year, I was uh, approached and kissed by this young fellow uh, who kissed me on the lips. And I was kind of taken aback at the time. I, I wasn't sure, I wasn't even sure how to react right. or why he did that. And, he, and it was and it's a certain way, the way he did it was kind of like as if he did it for a prank, you know? Oh, I see. Because he thought it was almost as though it was like, thought it was kind of funny. So I wasn't sure, well, how should I take that? Should I be insulted? Should, you know, or what, you know? Yeah, if someone <laughs> kisses you, it is not a joke. How dare like, they? You're, you're, like, if you're gonna, what do I do with that? How do I, you know? Who's, who's trying um, to put you on a prank show? It's, that's yeah. not what And today, yeah. today the way thing, the way things uh, are, it, that that would, it could even be considered a form of assault, you know? Yeah. Indecent assault. Yeah. Um, yeah. So so we're much. There's more. Uh, today there's more clearly define the boundaries of what you can what you can't do and um uh where where there wasn't in the past there was just a lot of there was a lot of what like there was a lot of stereotypes and Uh, you know and uh, sexist attitudes yeah yeah things have changed a lot even the last couple few years in terms of having those like uh, boundaries. How do I make those funny? I can't. But uh, yeah, no. I mean, we have very like clear guidelines on what is and isn't, you know, fucked up. Sorry for swearing. I don't know if we're allowed to do that. No, I mean this is. There, there again. There, there's an example. There's, there's no defined boundaries. I could have sworn the whole time. You're kidding me. <laughs> <laughs> oh well. They haven't, you know. Damn it! Yeah. We haven't defined. We haven't defined the boundaries yet in all in all situations in all cases, you know. But um, <clears throat> you know, there's these words that have seeped into the English language, whereas like 50, 60 years ago, it was like it was more outrageous than what it is today. Um, so, uh, yeah. Um, Did you have any other questions? There, there was something, there was something very interesting I, I saw in the news, and I wanted to, I wanted to ask you a question, but, it, but I'm going to preface this question with another question, sure. and, and which, is, um, which may sound like totally, absolutely rhetorical, mind you, and uh, but it just came up with it the uh, question of um, why, like in the States, right, in the U.S., why are conservatives such dicks about sex and sexuality? <laughs> uh, uh, and, Good question. And because, uh, I say that because just recently in the United States, the uh, government of Idaho uh, signed a bill which prohibits trans girls um to play on girls organized sports teams okay and that, that was part of it like that was the first part the second part which um is even more revolting is that uh 
this, this allows them from changing their gender designation from male to female on their birth certificates. So, uh, yeah, no, I, I read that and that's really messed up. Like, yeah, if you can't yeah. change that, like, you, that just like screws up everything. You can't leave, it's like not letting people legally transition. <laughs> like yeah. really fucked. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, did I tell you uh, today is Trans Visibility Day? <laughs> Apparently, oh, really? Yeah. So I feel like doing uh, your show is a way of celebrating that. Well, perfect. I, I had no idea this is perfectly uh, synchronistic to, uh, to that. Yeah. The day of <laughs> recording this. I don't know when this comes out, but the day of recording this is Trans Visibility Day. So thanks for bringing oh, visibility. Fine. Yeah. Okay, so that is really uh, on point. Uh, yeah. And um, you got your finger on the pulse. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And uh, the, the the okay. Uh, changing the topic a bit. Uh, I was wondering. Um, how you got into comedy? What what uh, propelled you to uh, go in to do stand-up and produce shows and all that? And... Okay, well, I'll just say what got me into stand-up, because if I go into what got me... I produced shows to do more stand-up, let's say that. Uh, but uh, what got yeah. me into stand-up was... Um, eventually, like, I produced shows because it, it's... Uh, it kind of answers the reason why I do stand-up, actually. I did it because it was, like, the only art at the time that I felt I could express myself. Yeah. That's yeah. that simple. So... Yeah. And I, I didn't know yeah. until I did it, you know? Yeah. 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 Well, for me, it was um, kind of, like, um, sort of, in a way, therapeutic psychologically because last year at this time in last april 2019 i started really going through um a kind of emotional crisis about uh being um very anxious about turning 60 you know and going through this thing about age you know um so it's kind of like i was going through a post midlife crisis you know um uh in a way that um i had to this this was an outlet it was a creative artistic outlet for me to express uh, this and just sort of make fun of it and make jokes about it um you know i, I did a little i also did open mic uh, music and actually the first joke i ever told was what my first joke was <laughs> um my friends call me Jeff, or they don't call me at all. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, and so people laugh. So I said, well, you know, maybe I've got something here. And my partner said, um, uh, after she, she, she videoed me, after seeing the video, she says, um, this is really not your thing. You know, oh my maybe God. she just... Maybe you should just stick to comedy instead. <laughs> so a few days after, oh. I, I went to the open mic Sunday night at McLean's Pub. Right. Only that that 
that Sunday after that Thursday night where, where, where I did it and uh, at uh, Mariposa. And so then I <laughs> started out there with, uh, you know, with all my material about uh, making fun of myself and my crazy family and everything. So. <laughs> I think that's I I liked hearing your origin story. That's really cool. Um, yeah. I think my material is still about me being Jewish. I don't know. <laughs> and, and and different stuff too. But like on some level, like my I, there'll be some joke about me being Jewish in there somewhere. Like yeah. Um, I have a joke about having two bar mitzvahs because I literally did have two bar mitzvahs. Um, like you know like when you have like a bar mitzvah in in jerusalem like they just someone praying there just takes you and you read a parasha and then boom bar mitzvah so like that that technically counts as a bar mitzvah yeah 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 i don't know not the most relatable story i have Yeah. But I usually say in my act, like, um, you know, it, you know, it, it was two, they took two bar mitzvahs and they still couldn't make a man out of me, you know? So, uh. (laughs) (laughs) The first one didn't take, they tried again, but it didn't work. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. 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 I mean, you know, that, I mean, that goes again to show how, um, male-oriented the religion is uh, you know patriarchal and tribalistic uh, you know, oh yeah you know it is um you know but i've seen more and more bot myths so. yeah that's good mm-hmm. maybe but, i'll um, have a third also, maybe i'll have a bot mitzvah yeah you could <laughs> actually come out and say well no i, I should have a bot mitzvah so to I you would. know to celebrate I, to, to, to initiate my, my, my feminine side into, into the religion, you know. <laughs> I would if I was. It would probably shock a lot of, <laughs> it would shock a lot of conservative rabbis and they may not know what to do with you. Sure. So. But uh, also at the same time, like, I'm, I'm too old for a bat mitzvah. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, there are um, Jews who, for one reason or another, if they were growing up in the Soviet Union, there was like religion was discouraged, was communist government, but they never. And then when they came to the West, more free, it was more tolerant, and you had freedom of religion. So a lot of Jewish uh, males never had a bar mitzvah, they couldn't. So they wanted to embrace their, their heritage religion, never bar mitzvah. Yeah. Like a late stage bar mitzvah? Yeah, an adult, as an adult, okay. you know. Yeah. 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 As a full as a full adult. So Yeah. Get that full Aliyah, Bar Mitzvah, <laughs> another uh, and there you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Kabbalah, I don't know. What's the third Yeah. Mitzvah. Just do a mitzvah. Yeah. Oh, right, bar mitzvah, mitzvah, darn it, it's already there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Um, so, um, yeah. So, how do you feel doing this show? You know, it's a cool show you have. Yeah, yeah. This is.、Um, Yeah, this is pretty good. This is the longest one I've done so far on the five episodes. So we should wrap this up. Is, we're going over your time. This is the longest one. Actually, I, I I found out I can I I can actually go up to two hours.、Oh, you know,、um, <laughs> and then, but I mean, but you know, well,、uh, you know, to、sort of、quit while yeah, we're ahead. Yeah. So thank you very much, Allo, for、um, joining me as my guest on this show. No problem. Thank you for having me. I had a really good time. It was. Yeah, that was、uh, my pleasure. And、um, and that's it. And that's、um, it. <laughs>、um, yeah. So we'll we'll speak again and.、Uh, Yeah. So. So well,、uh, to say now.、Um, good night. Good night. Bye. <laughs>